Right. Yeah. So, hi James. I'm good. Good seeing you again. Thanks. Um, well, we've talked before, so I feel like I, I can jump kind of uh, straight into it. Mm -hmm. um, you've talked about your upbringing a lot yeah. uh, in the past. What role did music play growing up, especially in that environment? Yeah. Um, well, one, it was just fun. You know, I lo I've always loved music. I've always loved singing along to like Michael Jackson. And mm. I just, I don't know. It's just always been there. It's always been a part of my life, you know. And then when obviously I started singing, I found that it just helped me. Uh, I, I was a release for one. A mm. big, you know, release of pent-up frustration. Um, you know, my anger um, towards the situation. Mm. You know, being poor and all that and having parents that were, you know, difficult to grow up with. Um, but yeah, um, it, it just gave me something to, to be, to be uh, you know, to be good at. I wanted to be good at something and, and before music I had drawing, you know. Mm. And drawing, it, it was fun, but it's very sort of insular. Mm. And as soon as I found music, it allowed me to have an outlet you know, like an emotional outlet. It's like ther therapy, really. You know, it's very, it's healing. When I sit and play my guitar, I just feel like I can, it's like meditation. Mm. You know, I switch off, my, my thinking brain switches off and my, the way I feel is more relevant. You know, it, it, I'm, I notice it more, you know. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned something interesting that that art in uh, kind of drawing and, and painting that's that's more insular. Mm. So did it help you branch out as well uh, and, and kind of kind of find like-minded people? Yeah, I mean, I was just saying earlier, I, I, I really like musicians and I really like creative people. I think mm. um, I've got a lot of respect for anybody who who puts emotion and soul into something creative. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether whether it's drawing, music, uh, you know, comedy, um, anything like that. Really, I just I just think you know most musicians are kind of weird. They're kind of socially inept. You know, they've they've gone. You know, they've either had a really weird childhood or perfectly fine, but they're still just a bit weird. And I think uh, you know, expression of the heart and expression of um, your soul is always a good thing, whether it's in music or art. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of other musicians, you know. I never, mm. never want to be one of these guys that's like, oh, I don't like them, I don't like them. Mm. You know, I'm very, I, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, we're all, it's like we're a team. We're all in the same boat, you know. Mm. We're all trying to create stuff that we're proud of that other people can feed off and enjoy. And that last bit, that the the idea that somebody can connect to to somebody else's creativity. Yeah. When did you discover that? Did you was it early on that you know that you can uh, affect people by singing to them or, or writing? Um, I, I mean, the first time I ever experienced it, I was nine, mm. uh, and I just sang a Brian Adams song. Which one? Uh, you know it's true. <laughs> Everything I do, that one is cheese. <laughs> but I used to love it when I was a kid. Um, and I sang it in a bar, and I remember that all the bar, all the people, it was in Italy, and it, all the people in the bar had stopped talking because it was loud, you know. Mm. And I was only a kid, I was nine, so I didn't think anyone was going to listen. I just thought they'd be like, who's this kid singing or whatever? And when I sang it, they just went mental, and they all stood up and were like, yeah, man, yeah. And I was nine, I remember thinking, this is cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then I, I remember after afterwards, it was next to a beach, and there was this wall, and it overlooked the beach. And I remember looking out onto the beach, and it was the first time I thought, I'd like to be a singer. I think mm. I'd like to be a singer. Yeah, and that that was just like when I was nine. Mm. Um, and then I didn't really I didn't really think about it on a, in terms of doing it as a profession. I just I knew I liked it, and I knew that I wanted to get better, and I wanted to learn an instrument. And um, yeah, if I could get to the point where I could play gigs for a living, that was my goal really in the mm. start. When did it for you become a reality in a sense? When did you realize, well, I can actually make a living off of this? I was 16 uh, and I was in a little band from school mm. and we were playing five gigs a night, um, not a night, a week. <laughs> um, yeah, in the summer, like as school kids, we were earning like, I was earning probably close to 400 quid a week okay. doing gigs. That's not bad. Yeah, it was all right. Like Not every week, but most weeks. And we, we were doing quite a lot of gigs for a, for a little school band. You know, We used to just play covers. So that was the first time I, when, when I was seeing the pub packed and everyone was like, yeah, and they're all singing along. I was thinking, this is well good. I was like, I'm going to do this for a living, definitely. Mm. And that's when I decided I'm not going to go to university. I'm not going to try and get some job I hate. I'm going to concentrate mm. on music. And um, that was when I decided, yeah, I'm going to be a singer. So this was around 16. And then I believe you signed, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but around 21 when you signed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tw I'd signed my deal when I was 20. 20. And I put my album out when I was 21, yeah. So, so within five years, you kind of went from playing in those bars yeah. to, to kind of the, the highest. I yeah, I was like could... catapulted. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. Like, I couldn't believe how f it happened really quickly, but um, uh, it took me a, a long. It took me a long time to get used to it mm. and to enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, I always enjoyed playing music, but when I, it stepped up a gear and I was signed, the pressure of being a signed artist it beat me a lot. Actually, mm. you know, um, you know, my own insecurities have been my worst enemy from the start. Mm. And it's took me a long time to get to the point where I'm not conscious of it and I just enjoy playing live. Mm. Uh, I still have days where, you know, I'm better than others. It depends, you know, on how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm really trying to work on. I want to mm. get to the point where I can just enjoy it and not feel the fear of, uh, of rejection. Well, that's quite interesting that you said it because it is along the lines of uh, what we talked about before. And, and obviously, over the years, you've had a lot of life experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, if you think back of, of who you were back yeah. then, uh, what kind of person were you back then? What, what do you see? Is, is that, do you see just that insecurity? There's definitely a thread that connects to who I am now to mm. who I was when I was a kid, 100%. But um, when I was younger, I was re I was just really shy and just really insecure. You know, in my head, when I meet, when I when I even just meeting someone, uh, I'd get anxiety. You know, and and if someone asked me a question or just tried to talk to me, I'd get anxiety about talking. Uh, and so when I started singing, it was like a way of letting that out. You know, I wasn't so scared of singing as I was talking to people and, and having to have a having to have a personality in a way. Um, 
I found it hard to put myself out there as a person. I just, I was constantly just in and uh, quiet, you know. So when it kicked off, it was a big shock for me to be someone who everyone was talking to and, and you know, and quick fire questions. And I was just like, ah, you know, whereas now I'm, I suppose I was trying to represent myself as this person that was strong, confident, and and what I felt about myself didn't match up to that. Mm. So I just constantly felt like I was, you know, uh, having to prove myself to myself. Mm. Whereas now I've, I've got a little bit older, I've accepted myself as 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 with the flaws, and and it's made it more enjoyable. You know, having kids has sort of allowed me to have a bit of space. Mm between just thinking about who I am, you know, and, and I sort of accepted myself through having kids, you know. My kids love me and, and I love them to bits. They're the most important thing to me in my whole life. So, so if they love me, then it in turn allowed me to like myself mm. a little bit more. Yeah, and this is, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can say, but from what I hear, it, it puts things a little bit in, into perspective. Yeah, yeah, you kind does, of yeah. start realize, okay, this isn't important yeah. anymore. And yeah, it just made me realize, oh, okay, I'm actually all right. You mm. know, yeah, I'm insecure, but so what? So are loads of people. And to have a creative outlet is more than I could have ever asked for. You know, a lot of people haven't got a creative outlet and they feel exactly the same way as me, mm. but they haven't got a way of dealing with it, you know. So I'm, I'm really grateful that music has allowed me to become the person that I should have been a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> well, there there's a line, and I, I think it's on uh, slowly, but where you say slowing, I'm going to realize who I'm meant to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so is, it, is that the process yeah, kind of? Yeah, of, of yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's took me a long time, you know. That song is just literally about, you know, on a, on a sort of general, generalized version of the explanation for the song is literally just about self-acceptance. Mm. And... And knowing that your past is a part of who you are, whether you like it or not. And in my case, you know, difficult childhood or whatever. Um, uh, but accepting that where I am now is a good place because of those negative things that happened to me when I was a kid. Uh, and it's allowed me to be able to deal with most situations in life. You know, I don't mm. really get nervous with, um, you know, apart from stuff with my kids. You know, if they get poorly and stuff, like mm. the baby going to hospital, that was difficult. But generally, I don't get phased by stuff that's heavy going. You it know? kind of made you stronger going yeah. through. Yeah, it has, yeah. It's really made me see that I'm quite resilient and, mm. uh, you know, um, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can do more than I thought I could. Mm. And then, well, you, you, you mentioned it a little bit, and we don't have to go into it, but uh, your daughter was uh, yeah. born way, uh, way too early? I yeah, think. she was, yeah. She was born at 24 weeks. So, yeah, it was a stressful time. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. I didn't know whether she was going to live or, you know, whether she was going to have a disability or... Uh, yeah, so it literally, yeah, put my life on hold in a big way. Right. Um But yeah, I've come through it and it's amazing. It's amazing that we've both come through it. All of us have come through it and it's just made me uh, made me appreciate everything else in life really. And, and it's made me relax on the music side of things mm. and and my insecurities are kind of taking a backseat now. Mm. Even though they are still there, but they're not taking over like they used to. You know, I can actually enjoy playing music and doing gigs. And and talking, doing interviews is getting easier for me. 
because I've accepted myself as who I am mm. and and I just I find it easy when you're honest you know before I was always trying to cover up my insecurity mm. and that's where I had the trouble with talking I think whereas now I'm like I'm just open about it and then it's easy you right. know and one one thing I'd Well, maybe it's not true, but in terms of kind of when you're younger, uh, it, a lot of those those problems are internalized. But now you yeah. have this this uh, significant other, yeah, the, with which to share some of those yeah, burdens. Exactly, so, yeah. what was that like? And then, I mean, that's that's where, where the album title comes from as well. But what yeah. was it like having to go uh, going through that, but having somebody there who's on your side, so to say? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing. I think that's the first time in my life that I really felt like uh, someone understood was when I met Jill, you know, in my other half. Um, but yeah, we've been through it as well. There hasn't been plain sailing for me and Jill. You know, mm. we've split up nearly a few times. Um, we've split up a few times and, um, and in the past few years, it's been really difficult. Um, but we've come through it together and she's been with me from the start. So I know she's she's in it for the right for the right reasons. Sure. What was, um, what did you see in her kind of that that made you kind of shift this album towards her um well i mean just just seeing her in hospital every day for for months on end you know and having to have all these tests and um you know being prodded and poked about with instruments and and you know she she suffers with anxiety as well so the whole thing was really it took its toll on both of us you know um what was the question Well, kind of, uh, what made you go for kind of tilting the album towards? Uh, and oh yeah, because I just had so much respect for her afterwards. Mm. You know, the fact that she came through it and she was able to keep her anxiety under control, and and she she even though she was forty and, and and we were told, well, we don't know how the baby's going to turn out, and it's difficult because she's got one kidney, and I just felt like she was amazing. I just felt so mm. I was in awe of her mm. as a mum. To come through it and to to bring into the world another beautiful girl for me was just totally unexpected. I didn't think we were going to have another kid, um, and just yeah. And she she wasn't feeling you know she wasn't feeling great at that time after the kid after the birth. She was down and sort of I'm 40 and I haven't done anything with my life. And I was like, what are you on about? I was like. You're my hero. I was like, you're you're my partner in crime. Like you're fucking awesome, and I just wanted to write. I it made me feel sad that she felt that way mm. about herself. So I just thought, right, I'm going to write you a song that tells you how fucking good you are, that makes me feel good when I sing it, and something that she could sing to herself, like in the shower, or you know, she could put it on and and sing. Don't underestimate your power. You're stronger than you know. Mm. I just thought, yeah. That's a, a good a good message to have in a song for anybody who's feeling down, or even if you're just a woman and and you're feeling like you're aging and you're not as young as you used to be. And I wanted to have that line about, you know, uh, it's not the same as it was when you were 17, mm. but fuck it, you're a woman now. You're stronger than you've ever been. I just thought it was a good a good way of of saying that you're awesome and you're as good as you're ever going to be, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a line in Bruce Springsteen that kind of reminds me of this, and, and I, I know you like a, a bit of Bruce as well, but there's, uh, there's a line in Thunder Road where, where he goes, um, 
you ain't a broody, but hey, you're all right. And I love that. Because that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's quite a, similar. Yeah, in the way. Yeah, but the feeling, the, the kind of the yeah. sentiment, but like you're yeah. all, just fine ragged, the way... You, but great. No, but you're fine the way you yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. That's kind yeah. of the message. And, yeah, and, yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to... No, I like, yeah, that's a good point. That's good. I didn't realize that sort of lyric was in that song, but yeah, mm. I think I've heard it before. Mm. I think now you've mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that, but a lot. Yeah, it does tie in. It's a similar, similar yeah. theme. Um, and and then the sound, uh, of course, we have to get uh, get into the sound because you talk about that empowerment. And and if if we go back to kind of the soul music that yeah. you that you are very much influenced yeah. by, that has that very yeah. optimistic. Yeah. Even though it can be different yeah. subjects, they talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. very optimistic. It's positive. You know, you can sing the saddest song in in a, in in a soul format. And it still sounds empowering, mm. you know. I think that's where soul music comes from, though. It's a, it's born out of a sadness of a situation, and and you wanting to or having to do something about it. Um, and that's all my all my favorite music. All my favorite singers are singing from a place where they've had the heart broken or or something's you know uh, not right, and and they're trying to make it better or. I don't know. I'm, I've always tried to be positive, though, mm. with my songs, whether it's the sound or the resolve of the lyric or, you know, maybe when I was younger, I probably resolved it too much, mm. you know, because I needed it. I, I'd had so much, like, negative stuff in my life that the songs were a way of me to romanticise about life and how I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and I suppose that's probably why I've come off as a romantic ballad guy mm. whereas when I started out I wanted to be a blues rock soul R&B singer um, and I tried to avoid the obvious in the beginning because everyone was like oh you can't do that it's been done mm. you've got to do it like a pop version so I was like all right I'll give it a go I did it I give it, give it a go and I wrote you give me and wonderful world and all those songs and then it just went mad and then I was kind of trapped in this lane of like, oh, I'm a romantic singer-songwriter. And they were just like, do that again. Do that thing again. And me being insecure, I just wanted to please everyone. And, you know, the label, I've got to say, the labels have all been good, you know. They, you know, they are labels, they're businesses at the end of the day, but they did support me and they did mm. try and help me get the record that I wanted. And I suppose I was just young and I didn't know how to get what I wanted. Uh, but whereas this album... Uh, everything I've been through as an artist, as a person, it all sort of came together at this point and allowed me to have some retrospect on what I wanted to get and mm. what I wanted to sound like. And I had time to be able to write the songs um, and, you know, just, you know, collect them over a period of time. And then I record, and as soon as I had the songs, I just recorded it really quickly in a week. And I think that's why I like it because it's rough, but it's it's sort of, it's thought out, but it's rough as well, mm. you know. And I like the mix of like the songs having preparation, but 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 the recording being, you know, some of the songs that I sang on the album were the first, you know, the, okay. the takes that are on the album are some of the the sort of first times that I sang the songs, or okay. you know, I hadn't hadn't oversung the songs, you know. Mm. I'd, I'd lived with the demos for a long time, so I knew them well, but I hadn't sort of sang them. So there was a freshness about me going into the studio and singing it live with a band, rather than going into the studio and sort of piecing it all together mm. over weeks after weeks 
and sort of making it more like a studio album. I wanted to make it more like the live gigs. Kind of a, a certain immediacy to it. Yeah, yeah, and, and there is a few rough bits in there, you mm. know. If I listen, now I've been playing it live for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, I would have done that slightly differently. But that's the beauty of recording live and sort of, you know, if you, you can't live it every moment, you know, like, oh, if I knew that yesterday, I would have done it differently, you know. Mm. I think once it's done, it's done, right. you know. And I, I like the fact that I've got room to be able to get better on, on the tour and improve on the sound and... Mm you know, and just get better as we keep going. And you said about this album as well, uh, kind of, uh, this is the album I've always wanted to make uh, in terms of kind of the direction yeah. it's taking. Mm. And kind of with what you mentioned just now, when you were uh, let go from your record label, obviously that, that isn't fun. No. But was, there, was there a point where it turned around into a sense of freedom? In yeah, that way? it didn't take long either. Okay. It really didn't. When I first found out I got dropped, I was devastated. Mm. It was like the worst moment that I'd been trying to avoid in my head. That's where all the nerves and the pressure and all that stuff came from. Not wanting, you know, not wanting to lose the best opportunity I've ever been given in my mm. whole life. You know, I was so poor, we had nothing. I, you know, I was never good at anything. So to to do something with music for a living was my dream, and I just I was so scared of losing it and fucking it up. Mm that I almost fucked, I fucked it up because of the worry of fucking mm. it up. Where, and it had to happen like that for me to get to this point. And, you know, they dropped me and I realised I wasn't doing it for anyone. Uh, I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for them. Mm. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do it and I'm spending time away from my kids and I'm, I'm travelling and I'm sacrificing my time with my family and stuff, I want to do it on my rules and I want to do it the way I want to do it. So... It, it gave me a kick up the ass to go right. Let's just do what I'm going to do. What I want to do, mm. you know. And I'm lucky that I had a good good team of people around me. A producer, an A and R guy from my first album, Colin, and and Brian, who who was able to put a label together and just go. Let's just put your album out. Let's do a mm. recording and put it out. And it's exactly what we've done. And it's already better <laughs> because of it. Mm. It's just so. It's a nicer feeling to know that I've just done what I wanted to do and mm. it's getting good response, you know. People are people are reacting to what I'm I'm feeling about mm. it, you know. I've played some of the new songs once and no one's ever heard it before. I started off in the intro just playing chord, the two chords in the intro and they were just like, yeah, <laughs> woo, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. So it just feels a bit more like I've uh, had to earn it I've had to go through that process to get to this point. And I think that's why I'm so grateful for for everything that's happened in my life. My childhood, my being dropped, uh, having a difficult pregnancy, uh, not me, but my girlfriend. <laughs> and and all of that stuff has just has just helped me appreciate everything I've got mm. and to be able to enjoy it in the way that I've always wanted to enjoy it, with a freedom of expression mm. and no fear. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just better. It's mm. good. I'm in a good place right now. It's very good to hear. So one last uh, thing I wanted to talk about then, which is the final song of the, of the album, Until the Stars Go Out. Because yeah. I, I like how you um, then try to instill this uh, message of uh, positivity into you, into your daughter. Yeah. So, so how did that song, um, was it an easy one to write? 
It was emotional, right, and that. Mm. It was emotional, but because it's got such a big chorus and uh, sort of, you know, I don't know, it almost reminded me of like a, I don't want to say Disney. Mm. It's too, like, Disney's too <laughs> cheesy, but but it's, it's like a film song or something. I always pictured it like a, like it being a film or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I was writing it, yeah, I mean, all the, I really like the lyrics in that song. They right. really sort of, they're sort of quite good lyrics for me, um, and and when I when I hear when I when I when I recorded it, I did feel quite emotional listening to it because I knew it was about my, my daughter, and I thought about if I if I die and I'm and I'm gone, and she's feeling lonely, she can put that song on, and I'll be there with her. You know, I just I thought it was a cool a cool way of like being there for her if I'm away on tour or mm-hmm. you know any of that stuff. Uh, she can put it on and sort of feel like I'm there with her and, and to sort of give her encouragement to be, you know, not like me. Don't be insecure. Don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do. Mm. And, and, yeah, she's getting a lot of stick at school, basically, for because she was my daughter. And they're saying, you're never going to be a singer like your dad and all this stuff. And they're teasing her, not teasing her, but, you know, not every day, but just this mm. one particular day she came up, upset and it just really pissed me off that... That, that she was having to go through that because I love her and she's an awesome little kid, you know. And even though she's my own kid, uh, I, 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 you know, I, if she wasn't up to scratch, I'd be on her. But mm. she's a great kid and it just upset me that they weren't seeing how amazing she was. But I think she's going to be a singer. I'm pretty okay. sure, I'm pretty certain she's going she's gonna to be way better than me and she's, she's like my little protege. Okay. I think she's going to be a really great artist. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, what does she think of what you do? So She it, loves it. Uh, she absolutely loves it. Like yesterday, I was doing The Voice, mm. and uh, Ava Max was there. He sings that, oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little bit. And my little girl, she absolutely loves that song. She loves all the poppy and stuff. Mm. And I said, oh, guess, where, guess who I met earlier? And she was like, who? And I was like, Ava Max. And she was like, dad, that's so cool. She's like, you're so cool. And so I got a picture with her. And uh, yeah, just stuff like that is, you know, to, 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 to be brought up in an environment where you can believe easily that your dreams can come true mm. and you can do something you love for a living and it's 100% possible is the opposite of what I was brought up in. Mm. So, you know, not that my parents didn't encourage me or anything like that, but I just didn't think it was possible. You know, we were so poor, we didn't have a lot. You know, I didn't get my first guitar until I was like, properly, until mm. I was 13, you know. And it was a different time back then. I, yeah, I mean, totally different. The options, and then I even noticed this in myself, the options I have were a lot better than my parents have. And yeah, and yeah, so, of course, so, so yeah, each generation mm. get it easier in a way. Easier, but harder in another way, you know. The Instagram, the social media gonna, yeah. stuff, that's a head wrecker for kids. You know, growing up in that environment where you've got to be constantly online and represent yourself and people can bully you online and it's a scary world to be in, I think. But, I, you know, I think that's why I'm trying to ground her, mm. trying to ground her in a sense of uh, reality that she can be strong in and sort of, which is just knowing who you are, what you're capable of, having confidence in yourself and all that stuff. You know, and I think me doing what I'm doing is allowing her to see an example of how to do that. Hmm. So, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Sounds great. 
James, thank you very much for thank your time. You. Always yeah. a pleasure. Pretty deep. But, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it.